What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Between the Lines Sports Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about college football. Uh, SEC is finally starting up. Um, there's some other big conferences that are starting to begin play. So today we're going to be talking about SEC opening weekend. Uh, we're going to do some pickums on the games. We're going to talk about some other games that stood out to us and then the Tennessee game to wrap it up. Yeah, so this the biggest thing about this week is that finally, thank God, call, uh, SEC is back. Okay, so that's the biggest thing for this week. But um, yes, sir. the first, so what we're going to do, we'll just talk briefly about each game, and Blair and I are going to pick who we think is going to win, and uh, we'll pick against the spread for fun just because this first week especially, I think spreads are a total crapshoot, so it'll be fun to keep up with. Uh, who wins and how close the games are and that kind of thing. So the first game of, that kicks off at noon tomorrow is uh, Florida at Ole Miss. Well, I actually have two games at noon tomorrow, but the first one I'm talk about is Florida at Ole Miss. Florida's favored by 14. Um, again, I think these spreads, the first week of the year, especially when nobody's seen anything, we don't know who's been out for the quote-unquote contact tracing, uh, losing pieces from last year. It's just a, a crapshoot, especially with Ole Miss having – Lane Kiffin come in. Um, yeah. I think they have some good pieces. Uh, the quarterbacks they have, they have uh, John Reese Pumley. He, had a, he was a freshman last year. He ran for over 1,000 yards, I believe, and really made them. Even though they didn't end up winning too many games down the stretch last year, they were tough to defend. I think uh, one of the most memorable games at the end of the year last year in the SEC, at least, was LSU uh, kind of had to fight them off there in the second half. Oh, yeah. Ended up winning by about 20, but <clears throat> Reese Pumley ran for about 200 yards, I believe, and was just mm-hmm. giving, them, giving them hell, so – um, it was fun to watch. I mean, obviously Florida um, returning a lot of good pieces. They're, they got Trask is finally going to be the guy there. Um, I think he started coming on towards the end of the year last – or towards the end of the year last year he was playing really well when he finally got a chance to start after Franks got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest key for Florida is that tight end. They've got Kyle Pitts. He's really a weapon. He's tough to defend. They stick him in the slot a lot. Um, he's just a matchup nightmare. Yeah. Um, I mean, Florida is one of those teams that's always going to have, you know, it doesn't matter what year it is. They're always going to have athletic guys on defense. So their defense is always pretty good. Yeah, for sure. I think every single year they have a defensive end just come out of nowhere that he's been yeah. on the team for a couple of years, but he just like, like, I think a couple of years ago, the guy was named Zaniga. And then last mm-hmm. year they had this guy that transferred from Louisville was a grad transfer, Grenard. And it just you look at him and you're like, I don't know how this guy's good, but he kept wrecking the play a bunch of times. Exactly. So, no, always have a, a DB that's like, you know, a top, a, a first round draft pick, you know, always. It always seems that way, whether they're actually that good or not, but it just always seems to be that way. For sure. I mean, they've they've built the reputation and they've they've kept they've kept it to this point so i mean i think it's hard to go against florida winning this game especially knowing what we know about both right. teams i do think the 14 point line is tough to pick because i mean yeah. kiffin's a wild card he's got a running quarterback almost definitely has some playmakers on both sides of the ball and I, I think that this will be a competitive game i think that florida will win and it won't really feel like it's in doubt but it'll be like Ole miss just won't get put away. I think I think that Ole Miss – I think Florida will win, but I think Ole Miss will keep within 14. So, for me, I've got Florida winning, but Ole Miss keeping it within that 14-point spread. What do you think? Yeah, I kind of I kind of agree with you. Um, I think it's going to be a relatively close game. Um, like you said, 
preseason rankings and spreads the first week is kind of just idiotic, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> Agreed. I think I think Florida, they've got some experience on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, if they were a seven-and-a-half-point favorite, I would be very confident in picking them to cover that and win the game, obviously. But um, I think it will be close. I think they'll have, you know, a steady, you know, two-score lead. I think it'll be about 10 for the most part throughout the game, but I think they'll find a way to somehow cover the 14-point spread just barely uh, at the end. All right, so we're in agreement on that one. Uh, the other – so that game will be on ESPN. The other noon game in the SEC that kicks off tomorrow is Kentucky at Auburn. Wait, I've got Florida covering. You've got Ole Miss covering, correct? You've got, you've got Florida covering? Yeah, I think they're going to find a way at the end. To cover that 14? Okay, cool. I'm yeah. going to you. All right, so we agree on Florida winning, but I got Ole Miss covering. You got Florida covering. Yeah. All right, so the second game that kicks off at noon on SC Network is Kentucky at Auburn. So this week, or even really since the schedule was released about five weeks ago, the updated schedule, everybody's been saying Kentucky's going to win this game. Kentucky's going to win this game. Kentucky's going to win this game. Everybody's buying into Kentucky hype. Uh, I just – I don't see it. I, I think they're solid. I I, I think their offensive line solid. I think their defense is, is solid. Just last year – I mean, Stoops has done a great job there, but last year they were such an anomaly with having that Bowden or Lynn yep. Bowden running the yeah, offense, basically just <clears throat> running a, a direct snap every single play, barely throwing the ball less than ten times a game, every game with regularity after they made that switch. It was just tough to de- prepare for and tough to defend because it was he was so dynamic. Um, but I just and I see our Auburn is just so strong, so physical, <laughs> especially mm-hmm. on the defensive line. Oh yeah, um, I do think that this game uh, will be close, but I just don't see Kentucky going to Auburn and winning. I, I don't see that happening. Yeah, I don't um, think so either. Especially with. It's kind of like the NSA tournament, you know. Every year when the bracket comes out on Sunday night, you got all these talking heads talking about this is the upset special. This is the upset special. <laughs> and when that team hears that for four or five days, extra motivation, and I, that typically that isn't the one that's the upset. So, for me in this one, I just see Auburn winning. Now, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Kentucky cover that seven and a half just because, I mean, they're a solid team, and, and, and they might surprise me. But I just see Auburn winning this game, and I actually see them cover, covering that seven and a half. So, for me, I've got Auburn winning and covering seven and a half. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Auburn is going to win. I think they will cover uh, solely because they've got a very strong defense year in, year out. And, you know, don't really know what Kentucky's offense is really going to look like. You know, the guy that pretty much was their offense last year is gone. Uh, like you said, they'll have a good offensive line. Um, but I think their offense will, will carry them. And then uh, – I think Bo will actually play pretty decent this year uh, for Auburn at quarterback. Yeah, for sure. I um, mean, he was he was strong last year. I mean, he made some yeah. mistakes, but he, he exactly. closed the season strong against Alabama. Yeah, they ended up losing that bowl game to Minnesota, but that's just you know bowl games are a crapshoot. I like I said, I think Kentucky's solid. I think they'll have a, a pretty solid year, but just I, I don't see any way that after hearing all this for six weeks that Auburn's gonna gonna. Slaps in this game. I think they're going to play hard, play well, and I think that they'll win this game. And another big thing about this too is Kentucky. They uh, they get Terry Wilson back after he was out for the year after the third game last year. But they're also waiting on that transfer from Joey Gatewood, kind of like Tennessee situation, waiting on Cade May. So he's been cleared by NCAA, but the SEC 
transfer rule. He it doesn't sound like he's going to be cleared by the, uh, by Saturday to play this game. So yeah, exactly. Although we haven't really even seen him play much, so I don't know what impact that would make. But Kentucky and their staff and fans sure think, sure seem to think it would make a huge one. But like I said, I think we're in agreement on Auburn winning and covering that game. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, the next one is the CBS game of the week in the SEC. You've got Mississippi State at LSU. Um, I think this one will be fun. Obviously, LSU, last year's national champ, but they lost a lot of pieces. They also had a lot of people opt out, including the star receiver, uh, Jamar Chase. Um, mm-hmm. You got Mississippi State. They got some – I mean, last year kind of went awry. They still – Finished with a decent record, but they ended up firing Joe Moorhead. Now they've got Leach in, the Pirate, uh, <laughs> going to run that air raid offense. Uh, like I said, I think this is going to be a fun matchup. And Mississippi State has a lot of pieces, and they got the grad transfer in KJ Costello from Stanford. Um, I think it's going to be a fun game. Um, LSU, I think LSU will definitely win the game at home, but I think Mississippi State keeps that within 16 and a half. I think this is going to be a fun game to watch, just seeing Leach being the head coach of an SEC team and and seeing how his offense fares against an SEC defense. Yeah, I agree with you uh, as well. You know, LSU lost a ton of pieces, especially losing a player like Burrow and Justin Jefferson and uh, Hilaire. You know, that's that's tough guys to replace. You know, I mean, they're ranked – what are they, preseason ranked six? LSU, yeah, I believe uh, they're six. Going into the year, which, I mean, preseason rankings don't mean anything, but it's just crazy to think about how much they lost. I mean, we don't even – couldn't even tell you who else is playing because, you know, Chase is out as well. Um, I think it'll be a pretty good game. I think LSU will win. Uh, I think it'll be the win between somewhere between uh, seven and 12 points, but I don't think they'll cover the full 16 and a half. I agree. I think that's going to be a fun one to watch for sure. Um, let's see. So we're in agreement on that one as well. LSU mm-hmm. at Mississippi State covers. Okay, so um, the next one is at 4 o'clock. It is Georgia at Arkansas. Um, to be honest, where we live, I've, I've grown tired of listening to Georgia, about Georgia, this, that, and the other. But there's no doubt they're, uh, they're talented. They're, they're building the depth. They built the depth while Kirby's been there. And, I, I mean, I don't see any way that Georgia – I mean, really, that this game is closer that Georgia wins or or loses the game. Um, they're still trying to figure out their quarterback situation. You had Jamie Newman opt out. You have JT Daniels, who they say still isn't medically cleared. So it looks like uh, Dewan Mathis is going to start at quarterback tomorrow. And he's really a good story, having to have uh, a major brain uh, injury and having to overcome that. And so that's a good story. Um, obviously, they're still loaded on defense. Basically, the, the biggest thing I think about Georgia is trying to find their way on offense after losing DeAndre Swift, um, obviously playing in the NFL now. They've got Zamir White back and James Cook. So, um, obviously still loaded on offense this game. I just We're going to have to see both teams play to know more about them. Obviously, Arkansas having Sam Pittman as a new coach and Felipe Franks transferring in from Florida. Uh, I'm interested to see, see what happens in this game, but I do think Georgia wins. I think that Arkansas is going to cover. 28 is a big number. Um, like I said, could be completely wrong. Georgia could win this game 56 to nothing. But I think, I think Georgia yeah. will win. I think Arkansas will cover. What do you think? I mean, it's hard. These two, it's just a lot of unknowns. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm no, I'm not, I've never really been big on Franks, to be honest with you. Uh, I think he's so hit or miss and so inconsistent. But, I mean, then again, he's going to Arkansas where 
you know, some of the guys, I mean, they're going to have good athletes. It's SEC football, but, you know, Florida's a completely different ball game when you talk about the recruits they get versus Arkansas for, you know, wide receiver, running back, et cetera. Um, I do think Georgia will run the hell out of the football, take up a lot of time. You know, they're going to rush for a lot of yards. Uh, so I think they will win the game. I think they'll probably – I don't think they'll cover, but it'll be – I think it'll be a three-score uh, deficit for sure. You know, somewhere between 17, 21-point win. But 28 is just a lot to cover in the first week of the year without knowing too much about it. I agree. I mean, like I said, all this for us is just guessing, having fun, talking right now. But – I think I see Georgia maybe being aggressive early, maybe trying to air it out, work on some things, do that kind of thing. And if Arkansas doesn't put up much, much resistance, Georgia gets up quick. I think they'll definitely run the ball a good bit. And if some backups get in the second half, Arkansas might have some success. And I just think that 28 is a hard number, especially in league play on the road. I see Georgia winning easily, but Arkansas covering the 28. So, like you said, um, let's see. So then at seven o'clock, we have God. ESPN, Alabama at Missouri. So, Alabama favored by 28-and-a-half. Um, I think that's too low, honestly, but it's a league game, so anything more might be disrespectful on the road. Yeah, Alabama struggled on defense last year. Um, I think they're going to look to uh, get back to their pedigree on that side of the ball. I think that Mac Jones is, is pretty solid, especially with an offseason that prepares the starter. Um, he did well down the stretch last year, made the place for them to win every game he played in except the uh, the Auburn game at the end of the year. As we know, they're loaded. They got the two receivers with Waddle and Smith that can just burn, just Waddle being a jitterbug. Yeah. yeah. I just – Anybody. I mean, I, we've already probably spent too much time on this game unless I'm just – Missouri's got some st- horses in the stable we don't know about. I think Alabama wins and Alabama covers pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, I think uh... – I think Drew Locke and Jeremy Macklin and guys like that would have to be back on the squad for it to be relatively close. Um, I think Alabama's going to beat the absolute hell out of them, probably five scores or more, like 35 points or so. Uh, For one, I mean, Alabama's going to score, obviously, but I just don't see very many offensive points from Missouri against Alabama's defense. For sure. Like I said, I mean, as SEC football, anything could happen. Missouri, they're not – I mean, their cupboard isn't bare like Arkansas or Vandy, I don't think, but it's still – that's a daunting task for the first game. So, I think yep. we're – yeah, we don't need to say anything else. <laughs> don't worry about that. Um, sorry, Missouri, you get used to seeing what the Tennessee fans are like having to play Alabama every year. Um, let's see. So, then the last game, we're going to hit on the Tennessee game at the very end, but the last SEC game other than Tennessee is Vandy at Texas A&M tomorrow or on Saturday night. Uh, Texas A&M a 30-and-a-half point favorite. What do you – I mean, you want to hit on that one? <laughs> uh, I mean, Vandy is Vandy. Um, <laughs> they are back know, to being what we think of Vandy, yes. Yeah, they haven't been, you know, very good in the past couple of years. They had that, you know, what, four-year stint where they were decent. They won some games they probably shouldn't have won. Uh, yeah, from – They had some good guys on defense, and they had a couple good running backs, and that's really about it. Um. Texas A&M, they've got Fish Jimbo over there. He brings in crazy recruits. He pays a lot of money, obviously. Uh, you know, got Jameis down in Florida State, guys like that. But, uh, yeah, I think I think they'll end up covering the 30 and a half, to be honest with you, being that it's at home. Yeah, um, I could, I could, 
<laughs> God, I could see it. Uh, I think A&M definitely wins easily. I don't think it's ever in doubt. But I do think Vandy's going to cover that 30 and a half. That's a huge number. I mean, you're talking Vandy scores a touchdown in a, in a field goal that A&M's got to put up over 40 points. And if they get up big, you might play back up second half because you got depths more important now than ever this year especially. I just 30 and a half is a big number in a conference game. And even though I see Vandy struggling and possibly even going 0-10, um, I just I don't, I don't think that they will – they will cover. I mean, I don't think A and M will cover this at home. So you've got you've got A and M covering, correct? Right. Okay. I do. All right. So we wait. Time this. Out. Would this be? It? I mean, obviously it's a different time, different schedule, all this, et cetera. But would this be the first time if Vandy were to go zero ten that they never won a game in the season? Have they always won a game? Like you know those week. I'm sure that they've won a non conference game because this is the first year in SEC we've played over eight games in a season. So I'm sure that they. Right. They might have a season mixed in there where they went winless. I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, I didn't know. Of all the SEC teams, I know that South Carolina went winless one year. They went 0-11. Uh, maybe it was before the league. I'm not sure. That would be something to look up, actually. We might could talk about that. But I'm not 100% sure off the top of my head. I know Vandy. I mean, now they're much more respectable than they were toward in the 90s and, and early 2000s. So, But I'm not 100% sure if they have or not. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Uh, so let's move into a few games outside of the SEC footprint. So the first one that I've got, um, is Kansas state at Oklahoma. So, um, you can start us on that one if you want. Uh, I'm going to take Oklahoma winning the game and covering, uh, you know, Kansas state hasn't been good. Yeah. Kansas state hasn't been real good, uh, in a while. Yeah. Uh, They've already started this year with that upset loss at home to, uh, Arkansas State. Yeah, exactly. Uh, is Snyder still there? He's still there, right? No, nah, this is his uh, second now? year. The guy who is at um, North Dakota State. Um, That's uh, right. Yeah. He left after Wentz left, right? Uh, one more, one year after Wentz left, he left, yeah. So, stick. Okay. Um, but, yeah, uh, I mean, Oklahoma, you know, they always got good guys as well. Spencer Rattler. Uh Played really well last week. He didn't play very long, but for the time that he did play, you know, their offense was electric as always. They're playing Missouri State, which is a little bit different competition that they'll see. Probably not too much different, to be honest with you. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to take Oklahoma to cover that one. Yeah, I agree. Um, I have Oklahoma winning and covering this game. Remember last year the one game Oklahoma lost in the regular season was that game um, at Kansas State. And it really – I mean, they ended up getting in the college football playoff, but they had to sweat it out because of this game. I think that Kansas State is struggling for whatever reason this year. That home lost Arkansas State to open the year. Um, and like we said, Oklahoma has become dynamic on offense every year. Love him or hate him. Lincoln Riley's shown that he can continue what Bob Soup started there, and we got Spencer Rattler uh, is off to a great start in his first game, obviously, Missouri State, like you said, but – I just think Oklahoma wins and covers this game. They're going to come out um, ready to go. Uh, and their head coach is Chris uh, Kleiman. He was the guy that was in North Dakota State. They won, I think, okay. three or four of the FCS gotcha. championships in a row. So I'm yeah. upset with myself for not knowing that, but off the top of my head. But, yeah, I think we're in agreement on that one. Um, the next one I've got is uh, UCF is at ECU. 
And really, I think the UCF, I think we both agree that UCF will dominate this game. But I put it on here because uh, the spread is 27. So, like I said, I think it's just fun to see, look at this and see if we can hit on this. So, um, UCF last week won at Georgia Tech. It was a pretty close game going into the fourth quarter. I think Georgia Tech cut it to a one-score game, but then UCF pulled away. Um, <laughs> their offense is just ridiculous with the speed that they move. It's almost faster than Oregon or with, with Chip Kelly or anything. I mean, they literally yeah. run a play on the, before the play clock hits 35 sometimes. It's, it's unbelievable how fast they go, and it, it makes it hard on the defense and hard to line up against. So <laughs> this being ECU's first game, having canceled the one they had against Marshall a couple weeks ago um, because of contact tracing gag. Um <laughs> I think that UCF will cover this 27, even though it's on the road. It's supposed to be rainy. Um, I, I don't see ECU. At their first game of the year, you're trying to work out the kinks. Usually you're trying to play somebody lower level, and even though they're a group of five, they would probably play an FCS or something to open up. I think this is a tough draw for their first game. Uh, I like UCF to win and to cover that 27. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, you know, like you said, ECU is going to be playing their first game. There's always those first game kinks that you got to work out. Um, and being that UCF, you know, they're electric offense, they're fast. You know, if, say, e- ECU were to score a couple times, there's no telling how many times UCF is going to score with how fast they play. Unless they get a huge lead, obviously, they'll probably try to slow down a little bit. But I got them covering as well. Yeah. Okay. So, you've got UCF and covering. All right. So, um, the next one I've got is a good one, I believe, at noon. This is an ACC game. Uh, Louisville at Pitt. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Louisville, they started the year beating Western, and then last week they struggled on defense against Miami. They were able to move the ball a good bit, but they kind of sputtered to start the game. So they got down too big of a hole, and defense couldn't stop much. Um, but I do think this one will be fun. Pitt has started solid. They beat Austin P pretty handily and beat Syracuse last week. They got a pretty good quarterback. I believe his last name is Pickett, um, and they're playing pretty strong. Narduzzi's done a good job of, um, of getting them pretty consistent. Um, Pitt's favored by three in this game. So, um, I believe that I'm going to take Pitt at home, having seen them play against Syracuse last week. Defense looks solid, held Syracuse to 10 points, held Austin Pete to zero in the first week. Obviously, those are different offenses than Louisville, but I think that they will – they'll be able to score on Louisville, move the ball on them, and I think that they will be able to um, stop them when they need to. I like Pitt to win this game probably by a touchdown. So, I like Pitt to win and to cover. Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, you know, Pitt's looked pretty good this year. They've, you know, Austin Peace, not a great team, but still beat them 55 nothing. It takes a lot to shut out a team in college football anymore. Uh, and then beat Syracuse. Syracuse is a pretty good team. Uh, Louisville's look, also look good, but I think it'll be a close game pretty much throughout, and I don't see Pitt winning by more than uh, a score. Uh, I think they'll cover the three at most. They'll win by ten, I think, but I'll take them to cover the three. Yeah, I agree. I think this one, that'll be a fun game. Um, and there's no doubt. I think Satterfield's done a great job at Louisville. Uh, they got some dynamic athletes. They got uh, Cunningham, and they got the running back. That's kind of got a funny name. It's like Tui Tui or something like that. He, but he's a really good yeah. player. Um, yeah. Uh, no, Tutu Atwell. That's his name. He's got. It, He's got that first name. Yeah, Tutu. Uh, It's fun to watch. And I think Satterfield, he's got a good thing going there. Obviously, he had a good run at App State, got him the job at Louisville, and he's turned it around really quickly. I mean, they're they're solid for sure compared to what they were uh, the last couple years under Petrino there when he got canned. So I think that 
uh, Satterfield can can get their defense figured out or get uh, get some pieces on that that side of the ball that they can be pretty solid, um, especially down the road. Uh, I think that they'll be good there. I'm just looking at some stuff here. Pitt is allowing 154 yards a game, 26 rushing yards a game. So it'll definitely it'll be a fun game to watch because Pitt relying on their D, Louisville relying on the offense. It'll be fun. Uh, let's see yeah. what's the next game we had. Uh, Texas, Texas Tech. Yeah, Texas, Texas Tech. Okay, so yeah, I think this one will be uh, interesting and fun as well. I actually believe though that Texas is going to win this game, um, not easily, but I think that they will uh, end up pulling away. What I've seen of Texas Tech so far this year, two weeks ago, obviously these teams have both only played one game. You had Texas playing UTEP, who's probably one of the worst teams in D one this year. They uh, they really can't move the ball well. They uh, they struggled to beat Stephen F. Austin week one, I believe. I think they won last week, too, against maybe Abilene Christian, but both FCS teams, and they, they struggled to win both. Um, Texas beat them 59-3, and then Texas Tech had to uh, stop Houston Baptist on a two-point conversion to go to overtime in the fourth quarter of their game two weeks ago. So a little contrast there, <laughs> playing teams that aren't very good, but – we always know Texas Tech usually can sling the ball around the yard. They've got uh, the coach, the second-year coach, Matt Wells, I believe, from Utah State. And uh, I think Texas Tech's a tough place to, to, to turn it around quickly. I think, I think they've still got a pretty dynamic offense. Just we'll have to see how their defense can, can handle Texas here. Obviously, Texas has the senior back, Sam Ellinger, a lot of playmakers. And every year Texas is back, but it looks like uh, this year that they actually have a chance of doing so if they can uh, keep – um, improving on defense. That's enough rambling for that. But I do believe that Texas uh, will win this game and will c- end up at the end of the game covering 17 and a half. Uh, I think that Texas Tech will move the ball and score some, but I don't think they'll be able to stop Texas enough to keep this game competitive. Yeah, I agree with you completely. Uh, I think Texas has a pretty good offense. I think they'll continue to score. And uh, the fact that you know, I think they have a better defense in Texas Tech, so I think they'll be able to cover uh, the 18. For sure. All right, so let's see. What else do we have? Army and Cincy, I believe. This game is the most fun and the one I'm looking forward to the most this weekend other than Tennessee. Army is a fun team to watch. Some people think they're boring because of the offense they run, but I believe it is awesome to watch. They run that uh, triple option, uh, old school football, hit you in the mouth, guys that – really want to be out there to play because they're having to join the military to do so there. Um, I just love watching Army. Actually, my dad's been converted from a lifelong Tennessee fan to now a co-Tennessee and Army fan. I didn't even know if you knew that, Blair. But uh, Yeah, I heard that. Uh, yeah, I know why, but yeah. Okay, so, but uh, yeah, I've, I've always followed Army, got some some Army gear, love watching Army even when they were 2-10 and 10 back before uh, they hired Jeff Munkin, um, and he's turned it around, so. I believe that Army is going to win this game straight up. Cincinnati's a 13-point favorite. They're a solid team, uh, really good. People talking about possibly sneaking in the college football playoff in this crazy year, and I could be completely wrong, but I believe Army is going to win this game straight up, um, and I believe that they will definitely cover the 13 that Army that uh, Cincinnati's favored by. I just really like um, the way that they just can control the clock. They eat the clock. They control the ball, move it methodically. You make one mistake, they hit you over the top of the play-action pass, or they sneak a 20, 25-yard touchdown run up the middle because you're undisciplined. 
and it's really t- difficult to defend, especially for a team that isn't used to doing so. Um, it's hard to be patient, hard to do that. So I really like Army to win this game, and I like them to uh, cover that 13 for sure. So, Yeah, I like Army as well uh, to cover and to win. I think uh, a lot of teams struggle with offenses like that, that you know, run the hell out of the ball and take up a lot of time, you know, throws off. You can get pretty much no momentum. Uh, you know, even if you, you're on the other side and you score pretty quick, you know, Army's going to go out there and they're going to have the ball. Even if you get them three and out, they're going to have the ball every second of that, you know, time that they're allowed for, you know, those plays. So that's going to be way faster than a normal offense. Uh, so it's really hard to get momentum against a team like that. So I'm going to take Army as well. I think they're going to run. Uh, run the ball, catch them off guard when they prepare for the run, and uh, win the game. For sure, I, I'm um, like I said. I mean, it's just it's really a demoralizing feel and playing that kind of offense when they get going, you know, because they, I mean, they just hold the ball and milk the clock, and you're like, man, are we going to get the ball back? It's kind of like us being Tennessee fans that Georgia Tech game to open the year in 2017. Obviously, that season didn't turn out. How we wanted to, but that Georgia Tech game to open, I mean, man, they were just running down our throat and running 40 seconds every play. And it's like, man, we're going to get the ball like five times this entire game. It's just mm-hmm. it's demoralizing to play against. So I can only imagine on the other side when it's not going your way. So, yeah, I'm exactly. really looking forward to that game. Um, so the last one that's non-Tennessee that we said we were going to talk about was FSU at Miami. Miami favored by 11. So uh, we'll hear from you on this one first. Um, I think Miami is going to cover pretty easily. I think uh, 11 points is very generous. <laughs> I think Florida State it might might be the worst they've been in a very long time. Uh, you know they they've got Black Minute quarterback. I don't think he's worth a crap. Um, it almost seems like they've got guys on the team that don't even really want to be there or play for the guy they got coaching. You know we have a buddy Matt who's. Florida State fan and uh you know after they lost week one he was like well the season's over which I mean yeah it's a shortened season it's only shortened for one game by for them right they're playing 11 instead of 12 yeah they're playing they 11. The one yeah I mean 11. to me that's just kind of silly uh to say I mean you know look at Tennessee last year lost Georgia State and you know still had a hell of a year winning those games all in a row at the end of the year to uh you know to cap it off so I mean just I don't know. Just something about Florida State the past couple of years, just really since Jimbo left, it's just been kind of downhill and, you know, they haven't been able to get anything going. So I'm going to take Miami for sure to cover the 11 and win the game. I agree with you. Uh, Florida State just looks like watching them, especially the one game they played, that Georgia Tech game. It looks like something's off, whether it's team chemistry, um, Talent, timing, something. I don't know. They don't want to play for Norvell. It just seems like a mess, especially since they're in the summer when that stuff came out about him not contacting or contacting team players about issues and that kind of thing. So I'm in agreement with you, especially with Miami getting that transfer from Houston to Eric King. They look solid on offense, and, and I believe they will cover that game as well, win and cover by 11. So in agreement with you there. So the last one we got here is – the one we care most about, Tennessee at South Carolina. Tennessee is currently favored by three and a half. Um, honestly, I'm always nervous. No matter what the spread is, no matter who Tennessee's playing, what it is, no matter what. Um, I think that this is going to be a tough game. I think Tennessee has only won twice in Columbia since 2006. Um, it's a place they've struggled lately. They just haven't played well. 
Um, I don't know that it's necessarily done with a crowd or anything like that. Obviously, it's going to be only 25% capacity when they go there this year. Um, I'm, I'm optimistic and optimistic that Tennessee will win. I believe it's going to be a close game, and I don't even know if I'll take Tennessee to cover by three and a half because I think they'll win by a field. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, I hope I'm wrong. Uh, I do think Tennessee's going to win. I just think that every time we, we play South Carolina, honestly, it's a close game except for last year. It's a field goal touchdown game. Um, unknowns, neither team has gotten to play a game yet. You've had multiple people out for Tennessee with contact tracing, all this garbage that we've had to go through this year. Um, luckily, it looks like we're getting healthy and going to have everybody back tomorrow but Cade Mays because uh, it looks like he's not going to be able to play because of this SEC rule. Um, I, I, I think that Tennessee will win the game. I think it's going to be a field goal game, and I think Tennessee will win. Um, being the homer, I'm going to take Tennessee and take them to cover the three and a half, hoping that that happens. Um, but I, I, I think that it just the history of this rivalry, it's a close game. I think Tennessee will win. and. Like I said, I think it'll be a field goal game, but I'm going to take them to cover that three and a half. Yeah, uh, I pretty much agree with you. I, I mean, we've struggled with them uh, at South Carolina for several years now. Um, you know, I, I really, really like Pruitt. I know a lot of people were kind of confused how he got that extension. People are saying that he didn't really do much, but I mean, those are people that are paying way too much attention to, you know, what the record is versus you know, what has actually happened. Uh, you know, he's made a ton of progress since he's been there as far as recruits, you know, getting the guys to believe in one another, believe in the coaching staff. Uh, you know, when Butch was there, there a bunch of guys have come out now saying, you know, they didn't really care for him or trust him or any of that stuff. And I feel like every guy he's gotten to go there uh, really trusts and believes in him in uh, the process. But I think uh, I think it'll be a good game. I think it'll be really good, really close. Um, I, I like Smogia a lot. I think he's going to be key to this game because I think there's going to be a lot of field goals uh, attempted, you know, all together, both sides. Uh, I think we'll cover the three and a half. I think we'll win somewhere between six and ten points. That's that's my guess. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Like I said, I think this game is going to be a defensive battle. Uh, I think whoever's gonna whoever can get the most stops in the red zone will end up winning the game. I like Tennessee there. I think what we're bringing back with a strong defensive line unit, seven uh, guys who have – or seven upperclassmen who have playing experience, uh, our leader on D, Henry, 2020, linebacker, and then some veterans in the secondary. I think our defense is going to be stout. Um, offensive line is really strong, returning um, four starters. Um, five starters, or not five starters, or five guys who have playing time if Cade Mays does not um, get cleared by Saturday. You've got Garantano, who is just a battler. Uh, I think, honestly, he's the key to the whole season, which is cliche. He's the quarterback, obviously, but Tennessee's got the pieces. If they can get consistent quarterback play, it would not surprise me for them to be in the mix for SEC East in the end of November. Obviously, that's Homer, but I think a lot of people from the outside looking in would say the same thing. You got the running backs. You got Eric Gray and Todd Chandler with a lot of experience. You've got that, the senior receiver, Josh Palmer, adding some good freshman receivers to the mix. I think with consistent quarterback play, Tennessee is in the game with every team they play this year. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm optimistic about it, and I'm definitely optimistic about the season. It's just it's really uh, an unknown going into tomorrow with the game, with not getting to see any practice, not really hearing much, knowing guys have been out. Um, and just neither team playing. It's just it's it's a different feeling, and I'm excited about opening the season with the SEC game. But 
somebody's got to win, somebody's got to lose, and hopefully it'll be us. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I think you know our our season really just depends on quarterback play. Uh, that's kind of how it was last year. Our defense pretty much handled their own, and you know most of the games that we won or lost was mainly due to quarterback play, and I think that's going to be key. Uh, you know, there's going to be some first-game jitters and kinks and stuff that we'll have to work out, whether, you know, they're a freshman or a senior or whatever. But, uh, you know, we'll knock the rest off. I think we'll get going. And, uh, you know, I trust our defense. Uh, that's one good thing that I love. You know, I've grown up a Steelers fan my whole life, and, you know, we've pretty much had a good defense uh, pretty much my whole time of, you know, knowing what's going on in the game. Uh, so, you know, whenever you got a defense like that, it's really – easy to have uh, trust and, you know, have faith in them, you know, being able to win some ball games just because defense is so key, especially in college. Uh, but, yeah, I think I think we'll handle our own with everybody that we play this year, and I think we can be in every game. For sure. I'm looking forward to it and just thankful that we've gotten to this point and, and going to savor every Saturday because you never know when it could be taken away just like the NCAA tournament and that's in the conference tournaments in basketball. So I'm just going to enjoy and soak it up and – and realize that this is just a different year we're dealing with, but glad that it's getting kicked off tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. I can't wait. Well, you got anything else? Cap it off? No, just uh, looking forward to it and hoping to come back next week and uh, and be correct on some of these picks, not look like a total idiot. But uh, <laughs> looking forward to it getting kicked off. All right, well, that's it for this time. Uh, tune in next week.